Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Freistadt, Missouri. I am McKenna Schmidt, your announcer for this Ash Wednesday Chapel service. Pastor Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the chapel worship today is pianist Miss, Mrs. Amanda Minning, and the acolytes are Makai Kybaker and Riley Ray. Oh, we are going to do announcements at the beginning of service today. Since it's Ash Wednesday, we can all leave um, in a mood of repentance. And so uh, we will celebrate baptisms first. So Vance and Minning celebrated his baptism on Sunday, February 11th. So Vance, come up so we can sing to you. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to chapel today. Today is a very special kind of chapel. Uh, today is not only Valentine's Day, but in a very interesting way, it is also something that we in the church know as Ash Wednesday. How many of you have ever been to an Ash Wednesday uh, worship service before, whether it was here or someone else? Okay, so a lot of you, okay. If you have never been to an Ash Wednesday service before, I'm just going to explain a little bit about what it's about. Ash Wednesday begins a season in the church year called Lent. You guys know what a season is. A season is just a time of the year that is different from another time of the year. So we have like our weather type seasons like autumn and spring and summer. Okay. Well, the church year also has seasons. Some of those seasons include uh, the season that we just got done with, which was called Epiphany. Okay. The season before that was, of course, Christmas and Advent. Uh, coming up after this season of Lent, which begins today, we will 
uh, be going through the season of Easter, okay? So the church year also has different seasons, and the, the reason for this particular season um, is really to remind us of how much that we need Jesus. That's really the key. How much that we need Jesus, specifically Jesus as our Savior. Now, the question might be, well, why did we use ashes? Well, the reason why we use, well, there's a couple of reasons why, but one of the reasons why we use ashes is who can tell me what the first human being, Adam, was made out of? What was he made out of, Cordell? Dust. Yeah, he was made out of dirt. Did you guys know that the name Adam literally means dirt? That's what it, that's what it means. It literally means dirt. So if you have a friend named Adam, you can say, hey, your name means dirt, and you can mean it because it's true. It means dirt, but I mean, I would probably say that because he might get sad. But that's what the name Adam actually means. It means dirt, okay? Now, if you've been to an Ash Wednesday service before, you probably heard the pastor as he was what we call imposing the ashes. That means putting the ashes on your um, head. Uh, You probably heard him say something to the effect of, from dust you came and from dust you shall return. So, the ashes are a reminder to us that really from dirt we all came. And to dirt, when we die, we will return. But of course, what happens, I, I, I kind of just mentioned it, what happens at the end of Lent? What's the biggest day of the church year? Starts with an E, Harper. Easter, it's the biggest day of the church year. Okay, So, we take 40 days, right? 40 days beginning from today. We take 40 days and prepare our hearts and our minds for Easter, for the celebration of the resurrection, right? And how we do that is by, is by simply reminding ourselves, number one, that we are indeed sinful people, all of us. We all do things that we wish that we didn't do, okay? We all say things that we wish that we, we, we wouldn't say. We all think things that we all wish that we wouldn't have thought. And because of that, because we are sinful, we are not whole. Not whole as in H-O-L-E, but whole, W-H-O-L-E. And the only way for us to be made whole, W-H-O-L-E, again, is by a Savior. And of course, that Savior's name was Jesus. So, what you will hear me say as you guys come up to get the ashes is you will hear me say something, I'm sorry, uh, you will hear me say this, repent and believe the gospel, okay? What does it mean to repent? It's kind of a, kind of a funny word. What does it mean to repent? Harper, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, good, okay. Yeah, so repent is to turn away from our sinfulness, from our sins, and instead believe what the gospel says. And what does the gospel say? Don't think too hard. It's really simple. That Jesus did what? He did this and this. He did, he did what? Kenan? He died, and then what happened? He rose again. That is the gospel. That's the good news. So, what I will be telling each of you as I put the ashes on you is repent, turn away from your sin, and believe the gospel, the good news that Jesus has come and He has lived and died and risen again for you, okay? Now, 
As far as the ashes go, somebody asked me this morning, do the ashes hurt? No, no, the ashes do not hurt, I promise, okay? Now, you can either choose, you can choose one of a couple of places to have the ashes put on. Usually, people have them put on their foreheads. I'm going to go to the dentist after this, and I'm going to just leave them on because, well, it's Ash Wednesday. So, the guy who is putting a new crown on my, t- on my tooth, he might ask, well, what's that cross all about? Well, I'm going to tell him, okay? So, you can either have it put on your forehead. It's going to be in the shape of a cross, or if you would rather not have it on your forehead, but we encourage you to do have it on your forehead, but if you would rather it not be on your forehead, you can have it put on your hand, okay? The only thing about putting it on your hand is, is that the moment that you wash your hands, of course, it washes off, okay? So, you can either choose to have it put on your forehead or you can have it put on your hand, okay? If you want it put on your hand, just stick your hand out, okay? Um, what else was I going to m- mention about it, that? Teachers, anything that I'm missing about the ashes that you, you can think of, okay? Okay, so we're going we're, we're gonna to begin. Uh, we're going to begin as, as we always do in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so what I would like for you guys to do, uh, Miss Menning, will you play uh, something Lenty while we um, impose ashes? And what I'm going to have you do is uh, get in a single file line. Let's start with this side first. Get in a single file line starting right here, and the teachers can help, okay? And uh, again, if you want the ashes put on your hand, just stick your hand out. Otherwise, like I said, we really would love it for you to just have them put on your head, and at the end of the school day, if you want, you're more than welcome to wash it off, okay? Also, don't forget that we're having our Ash Wednesday service tonight here at 7 o'clock. It's going to be a much more involved service than what we're doing here, Uh, but if you are going to be coming to church tonight, we would uh, highly encourage you to do that, and we will be giving ashes tonight as well. Okay, so everybody can line up right here, and I will be right back.
right, and so now that we have the ashes on our foreheads or on our hands, it's a good time for us to have a time for confession and absolution, a time where we confess all of our sins to God, ask Him to forgive us, and we know because the Bible says that God is faithful and just, and He will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So let's take a few moments between ourselves and God to, to think and to pray. Uh, if you're not able to, re- if you're not able to remember all of your sins, uh, that's perfectly okay. I commit so many sins that I cannot remember all of mine, okay? But just ask God to forgive you and tell Him. Tell Him this. Tell Him, Lord, I know that I need you, and I'm glad that you are mine, okay? So let's take a few moments silently to do that. And so Almighty God, in His mercy, has given His Son Jesus to die for you, and for His sake He forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're going to sing our first hymn. It's number 422 in your red hymnals, or the brown ones, I guess, depending on how you look at it. Hymn number 422 in the red hymnals. Uh, Our opening psalm is On My Heart Imprint Your Image, found on page 422 in the Lutheran Service Book. several really good texts that we could use for Easter, I'm sorry, for Lent. And one of them that we're going to use is from a prophet, a prophet who spoke to God's people, somebody who brought God's Word to God's people, okay? This is from the prophet Joel, and it really captures really, really well what I was telling all of you as you uh, received your ashes, repent and believe the gospel. So this is what the prophet Joel says. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart, 
That means give your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. And He relents from sending calamity. Who knows? He may turn and have pity and leave, a, and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, declare a holy fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, consecrate the assembly, bring together the elders, gather the children, those nursing at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Let the priests who minister before the Lord weep before the temple porch and the altar. Let them say, Spare your people, O Lord. Do not make your inheritance an object of scorn, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Then the Lord will be jealous for His land and take pity on His people. The Lord will reply to them, I am sending you grain, new wine, and oil, enough to satisfy you fully. Never again will I make you an object of scorn to the nations. And so, it's a very powerful text. If you go back to be, right at the very beginning, beginning in verse 12, God says, return to me. Come back to me. Leave the ways for which you were in, the sinful ways, the godless ways that you were in, and instead return to me. God says in verse 13, I'm not interested in anything else, God says, except for you and your heart. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and compassionate. And now, there's a really cool part that happens between verse 15 and 17. God has a message for His people, and this message is so important and so crucial to their lives, that he says, I don't care who you are, I don't care what you're doing, you need to come and hear this proclamation. You need to come and hear this announcement. So he says, blow the trumpet in Zion, declare a holy fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, consecrate the assembly, bring together the elders, gather the children, bring together babies who are feeding the, uh, the bride who is in her room getting ready for her wedding, bring her too. Let the priests who minister before the Lord weep before the temple porch and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord. Do not make your inheritance an object of, of scorn. And so here is the Lord's proclamation. He says the Lord will take pity on His people. And he says, I am sending you lots of new things to replace all of these old things for which I have taken away. I am sending you grain and new wine and oil. All of these things will be enough to satisfy you fully. Never again will you be the object of of scorn. Never again will you be the object of hate. But instead, you will be my people. That's the really important message that God had to His people then. It's the really important message that He has for us now, today. That no longer are we the, the object of scorn, but rather we are the object and the, 
and the uh, focal point of all of God's love that He has sent to us in His Son, Jesus. We're going to sing another hymn now, number 425. It's in that same section, so it's only a few pages to the right. Number 425, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. The next song is When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, found on page 425 in the Lutheran Service Book. reading that we're going to be looking at is from the book of Revelation, chapter 7. And this is where John, the disciple John of Jesus, is having a dream. He's having a vision. And Jesus is showing him all of these things that, uh, that he wants to show them about the last day. And this is a really, really neat part of it. Uh, Revelation 7, beginning at verse 9. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. 
All the angels, too, were standing around the throne and, all, and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Pretty cool text. I want to go back to the beginning just for a moment. We talked about in the last text how God had a great proclamation for His people. Well, here again in Revelation 7, there is another great proclamation, except this time there's a lot more people who are there to witness it. Verse 9 says that there was a great multitude that no one could count. Have you ever been in a place before, um, whether it was inside or outside, where you saw so many people that you just couldn't see the end of it? Okay. I mean, so if, if, if you've ever seen something like that before, you'll have kind of an idea of what John is seeing here. There are so many people. Imagine that, imagine that, that in this sanctuary, there are so many people that you can't see the walls. That's how many people that this text is referring to. There were so many people, and these people came from every nation. Nations in Africa and Europe and Asia. People and language standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. And they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. Now, this white robes, this idea of white, comes back a little bit later. In verse 14. And he answered, these are they, those who were wearing the white robes. These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For as long as we are living on this side of heaven, on this side of eternity, we are living in the great tribulation. It's a time of difficulty for us, mainly because we are not in the presence of our God. We're not in the presence of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So we are living in that great tribulation right now. And so what is our hope? What is, the, what is the goal of our faith? Well, it says it there. These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They are now in eternity with Jesus. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. The reason why their robes are white is A, because that means that they no longer have any sin, and B, how they got white is through the blood of the Lamb. And who is the Lamb? Jesus. Yeah. But they are white in the blood of the Lamb. Do you see this Lamb here? Is there one, is there one over there? I can't remember. No. But do, do you see this Lamb here? This, is, this right here is what we call a pyramid. Okay? And on this particular pyramid is a Lamb. And you can see... Do you, does everybody kind of see this little uh, patch of red that is coming out? Can y'all see that? Kind of? Okay. This little patch of red that is 
coming out is showing that the blood of the Lamb, Jesus, okay, is being sacrificed. And here we see it going into the communion chalice, okay? For it is in uh, um, communion that we partake in his very body and his blood for us. And so the reason why the folks who have come out of the great tribulation this side of eternity, the reason why they have white robes is because of the blood of the Lamb that has washed them and made them white. Okay? Pretty neat text. Let's sing another hymn, number 427. It'll be the last hymn that we sing. 427. Should be just a few pages after the one that we were in. Our next song is In the Cross of Christ I Glorify, found on page 427 in the Lutheran Service Book. The last Bible reading that we will read for this morning is a time in which Jesus was with his disciples and he gave a prediction, something that he knew was going to happen in the future. And at the time, the disciples didn't completely understand it, but he gives a prediction. And this is the verse that I'm going to close our Ash Wednesday uh, service with because it tells us the reason why we're here, okay? And it also tells us what we are looking forward to on April the 1st of this year, Easter Sunday. Luke chapter 9, verse 22. Luke 9, verse 22. Jesus said, the Son of Man, he was talking about himself, must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law. Everybody who was important 
at that time. And he must be killed. And on the third day, be raised to life. He must be killed. He must be killed so that his blood can wash the people and make them white, give them white robes, make them clean, whiter than snow. Last week, um, the text was the, was the transfiguration where Jesus takes his disciples up on a high mountain and something happens that is really incredible. Jesus is, as the word says, transfigured before them. He became a dazzling white, it says, whiter than any bleach could, could ever make him. And the reason why he became like that, the reason why that happened, believe it or not, was not for his sake. It was for your sake. To show you just how white and free from sin and perfect that you will be on the last day. Whiter than any bleach could ever possibly get you. I know that probably none of you do your own laundry, but for the teachers here and your parents, they know, all right, sometimes you get a shirt. I don't know, what's the hardest stain to get out? Wine? Tomato sauce? Grass? Okay. So you get this grass stain on, on a white shirt, and it's super hard to get out, and you're using bleach and OxyClean and Shout and Folex and all kinds of stuff. Okay? But you just can't quite get the stain out. Well, that's sort of like, like us. We have this stain that is inside of us, and that stain is called sin. And there is nothing that can get rid of that stain. And yeah, you might, in your clothes, you might be able to bleach that spot. And it might get pretty much almost all the way out. But your parents know, especially if you're like me, who's kind of a perfectionist, there's a little bit left. Okay? And no matter what you do, you just can't seem to get that little bit left out. Well, Jesus took away every single bit of sin that we had. And he made us whiter the snow, whiter than, than any bleach or anything could possibly ever get us. That is what we have to look forward to, uh, and that is what we will continue to ponder and think about and pray about in these next 40 days, okay? Will you pray the Lord's Prayer with me together? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Okay. It's now time for offering. Uh, so, ushers, please come up for offering. The, the mission of Trinity Lutheran School is to proclaim and joyously celebrate the gospel through a quality, Christ-centered educational program with one another, the community, and the world. Trinity Lutheran School enrolls students ages 3 through 8th grade. To schedule a tour, contact the school office at 417-235-5931. Special events at Trinity this week. The Trinity White Knight Basketball Tournament is this Saturday starting at 9 a.m. 
Join us for Ash Wednesday evening service tonight at 7. Please stand to receive the Lord's blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. You can have a seat. And that concludes our chapel, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right there. It has been our pleasure to bring you this chapel service from Trinity Lutheran Church and School. We pray that you have benefited spiritually and invite you to worship with us each Sunday and Wednesday morning by means of this broadcast at www.freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been McKenna Schmidt. our chapel for today. Have a very blessed day, and don't forget that we have Ash Wednesday service tonight here at 7 o'clock.